0: Sorry,
1: we're closed. All right, guys. Sorry, we're closed. Another episode uh, on 420. First and foremost, oh, really? I want to welcome back TiVo. Welcome back, TiVo. If I could get the applause, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back, Tivo. Happy to have you back. Happy to have you back, obviously. We missed you last weekend, uh, or last week, last Thursday. Uh, but moving right into business today, folks, moving right into business. A while back, I had mentioned that I was going for something ridiculous. Uh, my brother and Tivo both knew what this this was, but I didn't mention the names. I didn't know if I should. It was kind of, It's pretty high profile. Um, it's also ridiculous that I was even attempting this, but... Um, it officially sold. If you have seen the news recently, um, Tau Group did sell to. Uh, I forget the guy's in the exact name, but uh, they sold to the co-founder of Poker Stars or something, right? PokerStars. Did you guys read that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I'm not. I know. I'm familiar with the company, but I'm not super familiar with you know everything that they do. But 550 million dollars. Uh, but back then, I had gone for it, and funny enough, very similar valuation to what I was hoping to raise in order to buy it so my valuation wasn't too far off which is good news uh, but they did not allow me um, to even sit at the table because I was not rich enough and they did not want to spend the resources to figure out if I could um, if I could uh, <laughs> if I could
0: <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> Look at your phone <laughs>
1: Whatever rapper, the mic is picking up the rapper, and Tebow texted to you, but you were not paying any attention. So, <laughs> um, great mic, Sean. Great mic. i uh, the way back here too. Yeah. Anywho, uh, but yeah, I'd gone for Tau Group. They, I sat with the people at Goldman Sachs. Uh, I sat with the people at MSG, and their again, their thought process was, we're not going to spend the resources to see if you can raise this kind of money. So, unless we, you know, they were only talking to a few billionaires. So, unless I all of a sudden became a billionaire or if um, those people, those options were exhausted, they weren't going to come to me. So that was the first time I ever had that happen. I mean, granted, I've only gone for bars in Hoboken and like Philadelphia and stuff like that. So uh, definitely a different type of sale, but it was the first time I'd ever come to a a, a, a you know, a part of just no, no, we're not going to let you try to buy this.
0: Well, hey, I- this is super random. Yeah. But uh it's just you, I started thinking, like, you're t- telling the story, and then started thinking about, mm-hmm. like, billionaires and, and who would be on this deal. And then I randomly started thinking about FTX, uh, and okay. Bankman Freed. Did you see uh, Taylor Swift turned down FTX to be one of their spokespeople, like $100 million or something like that? Uh, I'm trying. I'm going to pull it up here, because Elon Musk was talking about Apparently, Taylor Swift's dad is a very well-respected investment banker. Okay. This is the news to me. Um, the rich get richer. Uh, and the question, she, asked, oh, yeah. She she was like sat down with SBF, and her question to him was, uh, are you guys trading un, unregistered securities or something like that? And I was like, damn, Taylor Swift. Or it was like unregulated, that's what it was. Yeah. Are you trading unregulated securities? And I was like, damn, Taylor Swift with a ve- very knowledgeable question there.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I had no. I saw a video of Taylor Swift's dad the other day. I didn't know he, you know, I didn't know he was a, a an investment banker. Imagine sitting
0: down with with uh, with Taylor Swift and having the conversation. She's like, "Yeah, you know, like I like to, uh, you know, I don't really like to put my money in unregulated securities." <laughs> <Wait>. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah.
1: Is she? I, you know, I'm not a Swiftie. Uh, some of her songs are pretty good, uh, and I certainly could jam out to them at the right time, but. Cur- yeah, T Swift is not my jam.
0: Former T Swift definitely is.
1: Yeah, she's kind of nauseating to me, but whatever. Well, you know, they she has got to be. Is she half the the most loyal fan
0: base of all time? <laughs> like, they oh are ridiculous. God. Her show production's
2: is. pretty sick.
0: Yeah. I, honestly, I think... I'm a little embarrassed to say it might be the best concert I ever went to. Right. I mean, truly, I, Bruce Springsteen was really good, but I was I was like jaded and was like Ugh, with my parents. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, the Taylor Swift was like unbelievable. Yeah, well, things have
1: just kind of changed. It seems like like the old school. Like, I went, I went to see multiple Bruce shows, and even as an adult, and they, you know, he he does puts on a great show, but like it's his music. Like he's a rock star. Like he's yeah. like like Taylor Swift's on like a flying platform coming, you know, coming from the top of the <laughs> but who stadium. Who else like, is doing that?
0: Who else is p- putting on shows like that?
1: I don't know. Supposedly Michael Jackson did some crazy shit. Like apparently he was an unbelievable performer.
0: Who, who have we seen them. in stadiums? I, I, Kenny Chesney has never even come remotely close to that. The best no. he's ever done is had like a video entrance on the on the board. <laughs> um, yeah. Met, no. Last year he got like terrible reviews for his concert last year at MetLife. It was like they were like the com was like Kenny Chesney puts on yet another uninspiring concert at uh, at MetLife Stadium. He just like comes out, he sings, and then he goes away. Um, but like who else? Like Taylor Swift, has Lady, yeah. Lady Gaga. I bet Lady Gaga does a nice job. Or uh, I mean, but like, did you see the wristbands at Taylor Swift shows? There's all this controversy right now because at the end. So the if you don't know the the at the Taylor Swift shows, everybody in this in the stadium gets a, a, a LED light up wristband. And it's synced to the music, so like at certain parts of the song, like the whole stadium, all their wristbands glow orange or something like that. And you know, it's like it's it's really wild to be a part of it. And uh, at the end, yeah, right. at the God, end, God, gotta um, get
2: it, gotta get it for 80 River
0: Hoboken's next live show. I mean, it's <laughs> sick. Um, and then the and then the, uh, at the apparently there's some controversy right now because at the end of the show, uh, like when when like her, she f- sings, sings her final note and the music stops everybody's, it like pauses for a second and everybody's band like flashes purple like six times or something like that. And everyone's like, what does that mean? And was freaking out over it. Yeah, I know they have.
1: They I, I saw a, like a, something about her next album or something that's supposed to mean something. I don't remember what it was. I, I But I did see, I saw that stuff. I, I'm sh- not ashamed to say, uh, but because she does seem to be doing some great stuff. But I did see that on TikTok as well.
2: Yeah. Let's let's U turn. Let's U turn back to the towel deal. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Pat's trying to tell us something, Sean. I think he's like we're, this is like a couch, right? We're just therapists. He's something's on his mind. So break uh, break so down it. the towel deal, Pat. How do you feel? You know, you f- it feels like you didn't get invited to the dance. That's that's how he kind of set it up. But what what have you learned from like seeing know. the outside news of this? You know, I didn't get invited to the dance, but. The thing that
1: you know, it, ju- it was just an odd set of circumstances. Like, you know, when you're in Hoboken, like I'm, I'm the guy in Hoboken for like bars. I am, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, so like, you know, in Hoboken, like, there's not a deal that's gonna come that they're not, unless they just don't like me and don't want me to be able to buy it. they you know, I'm not. It's not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna be a. For money purposes or something like that, the way Tau Group kind of set up, it, it wasn't going to be like that. There's no deal that's, like, too large, theoretically, for bars and Hobo that I couldn't go and get. But it was just a weird thing. Like, I remember talking to my account, who's, you know, in the hospitality space for a long time, and he goes, hey, yeah, go for it. But And I'll make some calls, hopefully you can get in. But just so you know, they're not going to let you in. And I was just like, I don't like being told that. Uh, so, like, I was, like, adamant, like, I'm going to go get there. Like, I had... Some political friends reach out. Like The way we got, the, we got set up at Goldman was through the CEO of Goldman Sachs. And I was like, okay, CEO is telling them to sit down with us. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna allow us to like put an offer in. Nope, not at all. They're like, nah, listen, probably not going to let you in. So then I went through my sports context, MSG, got, sat with the guy that's running the sale on the MSG side, and he liked us. He was like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go call Goldman. I'd love to have you. Now, he could have called Goldman and been like, hey, I'm just, this is a courtesy, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, you know, it, it seemed like it went well. He reached out to me afterwards to stay connected. So I, it seemed like he liked me. And, but then he was like, hey, sorry. Goldman came back and said, no, we're not letting anyone else sit at the table right now. And I was just like, it was just such a strange thing where I'm like, hey, listen, I can get you $350 million. And they're like, no, nope, no, thank you. No, well, thank you. If, you,
0: if you go back into the, the hall of records of sorry we're closed, if you remember this, Patrick which you definitely do there was an episode where we talked about the guy who bought the new york islanders oh yeah and he just made everything up like the guy was like making like 55k a year uh and he was gonna drop he was like yeah i'm gonna spend like 500 million on the new york islanders and he he didn't have eight thousand dollars to his name (laughs) Yeah, yeah and like it like went into this like huge like uh, it's, I mean, it's like an ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on this guy about how he just completely shammed the entire NHL and the commissioner of the NHL. And they like, he changed the logo. Like, he did so much uh, with no money at all. I think it's going to be like deals like this and things like that that have happened where they try to vet it. And you even think about like when I was, when I was like, uh, like I, for a while there, I was like, it would be sick to just go, like go to the open house for one of these like $50 million penthouses in Manhattan, mm-hmm. even just to like, like check it out. It's just feel what it feels like to be in one of those places. And I told our realtor friend, uh, Lisa, yeah. I said, I was like, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to do this. She's like, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm going to let you in there. You need, you need proof of funds, uh, to, to get, to go there. And I was like, I can't, I can't just tell them <laughs> that I'm a rich man. <laughs> um, and uh, there was also another story that I was reading in, in Ryan Serhant's book, uh, Legendary uh, Current Real Estate Agent in, in New York City. And he tells a story about how uh, he, got, he closed a penthouse sale for like $20 million over email, but the guy just never wired the money. Uh, Mm -hmm. and like, I I think the guy ultimately ended up buying it, Mm -hmm. but it took him like three years to ultimately close the sale. And the guy was just jerking him around, never answering. He ended up flying. The guy was from China. He ended up flying to China to try to track this guy down to close the deal. And he eventually did. Uh, but you know, like it's, it's, it's gotta be like things like that where inevitably they're like, yeah, we're going to lose some people that probably could do it, but we don't want to waste our time with all these clowns who are just, you know, yeah. You know, giving us the reach around. Yeah, no, I get, and I honestly, I end up talking to a friend of mine about this
1: project, and just kind of going through the things. And a lot of times, I've mentioned this on the show before that the old, um, Boris guy that we would do the psychological stuff, uh, sports psychology for us, he used to talk about how. Listen, sometimes you're just going to call me and you're just going to talk because when you talk, you can only focus on what you're talking about, so you end up coming to the, the solution yourself. So I end up talking with somebody about this, and I. I Sat there and I was like, of course. Like, if I was in their shoes, why the hell would they give me a go? I don't want to deal with this guy. I just met this guy. His website looks nice, thanks, Sean. His website looks nice, and he's got four. Oh, how many? Bar, uh, five bars in oh, five bars in Hoboken. Yeah, that's great. But you know, their total worth of the five bars is you know, depending on the valuation you give, is what twenty million. You know, twenty thirty million dollars. So like. In reality, you know, this, we're asking for, you know, a hundred X what this guy has done before. Like, it doesn't, we listen, we appreciate it. You seem like a nice guy, but, uh, we, you're probably the last resort we have in order to go do this. You, you know, you get on your high horse. I can do this. You know me, I go for anything. Uh, so, like, you know, if the Fountain Blue was selling in Miami, I'd be like, yeah, I could totally buy that. I could totally raise that money. So, like, it's just like, yeah, you know, I just got to keep going for things. But you, you, know, you talk through this process, and you're like, I understand why it didn't work and why it's got it didn't to also happen.
0: be maybe like I feel like, like that's got to be complicated, right? So there's maybe a, maybe it has something to do with like the resource that you might have at your disposal uh, inside a newer company that may that may be easier. Like you have attorneys and stuff who are just like on who are specifically for this purpose uh, that may have they've been like this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this guy. Like, okay, he is a hardworking guy, but like you know like he's a jack he's like a jack of all trades guy Look, let me try to figure this out you know <laughs> yeah well the thing is like this type of deal like
1: it's like you know when i bought texas arizona 80 river like i sat there i used my account a little bit but i sat there and gave it an a valuation the first raise to go let's say where we get to it um you're so like all right you come in you can sit at the table here are the docks right the first raise is raising like $2 million just to hire a firm to go in there and properly evaluate the company and go through all 85 places and see, I mean, they, they have places across the world. So you have different currencies coming in. Uh, so like to raise that and, and, figure out exactly what the proper, you have to hire like a team of lawyers and accountants to go in there and properly evaluate the business before you can even get to the point where you're like, okay, this is what I think it's worth. So I had to go other, unless it's coming out of my pocket, I have to go raise, you know, a couple million dollars. Just to properly evaluate the place. Whereas this, you know, the guy from Pokerstars is like, yeah, no, you know, I already have my team. Guys, go do this for me. Let me know what you mm-hmm. think it's worth, and we'll go from there. It's a completely different process when dealing with me. Yeah. Um, because even if I had, let's say, two million in cash <laughs> to go do this, I'm not nearly rich enough to be like, yeah, let's see if this is worth
0: it. Here's two million dollars. <laughs> what, what they're what they're definitely trying to avoid is, is some t- having to tell somebody like hey, we need you to come up with you such-and-such know, such fee. And they're like, okay, great. And then that person goes, how to come up with such-and-such such fee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't want that guy. No. So, uh, anyway, I
1: understand. I understand it. But it's also good. I, you know, I, ma- I made a connection. <clears throat> actually spoke with a guy this morning from Goldman Sachs that was running the sale. I uh, just wanted to continue that, that connection and, and say, hey, listen, we're going to hopefully grab some dinner here soon. Uh, just to kind of keep that up because it's not like just – Four hundred million dollar deals that come across his desk that people want yeah. to sell. Sometimes it's twenty million and thirty but million. Isn't it
0: like here's the lesson, right? It's like isn't it amazing? Like when you just like act like you belong, like how far you can get. I was surprised at how far <laughs> you got in that deal. I always, I always, uh, like I always tell a story. Like I have been on the field at Alabama, like Alabama's football stadium. I've been on the field at Notre Dame's football stadium, West Virginia's football stadium. Uh, And it's because I, it's like, if anybody stops me, I'm just going to tell them I'm a former quarterback and I just walk my ass into the field and I'm like running up and down the sidelines like any alumni would do. Right. Yeah, (laughs) But like, it's great. Like it's, it's, you can do, there's, if if you act like uh... you belong, you could go.
2: I bring my press passes for like the bands that I work with. So I have like an all access with the logo of one band. I go to, I bring them to different concerts and just walk around see what I know what I'm doing.
0: I mean, I used to, when I, when I was working for the Lakers, I would see how many arenas I could get into via the player's entrance without flashing my credential. And it was all of them, but one, the only one that made me, I was able to, I was able to walk onto the court on all of them without my credential. Uh, Except San Antonio. San Antonio is the only place who stopped me. I wasn't even dressed in Lakers stuff and I was just walking onto the court. And I was like, What are you doing? I was like, Oh, okay, hold on. Yeah. I have it. But yeah. like it's it's and then you see you've seen those guys who who like sneak into the NBA finals and they're like sitting courtside for these games and they have they don't even have a ticket, they just walked in the freaking back entrance. It's it really is incredible. It is. When you act like you belong somewhere,
1: it is it is incredible what what can happen. Now, obviously, the way I got through Tao was through in my network, uh, but you have these people of high-profile high, pro, you know, high profile people that back you in this world, and they'll make phone calls for you. And I remember sitting down with a guy, he was, um, uh, I'm not going to say who he was, just in case he doesn't want me to tell people this, but he was a high-profile guy in the state, and he was like, hey, listen, I'll make the phone call. You can definitely do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I can do it. In the back of my head, I'm like, I, I hope I could do this. I have no idea. Uh, like we had a few billionaires we were gonna go to, but why are they gonna give me a hundred million dollars? <laughs> I'm a nice guy, man. Yeah, you like, get all so- the
0: shots you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever you need. So it was it was interesting. It was an interesting thing. But all in all, the place the 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 business sold for a valuation of five hundred and fifty million uh Dolan's piece was sixty seven percent, which came to like three Three like seventy or something like that, and then he has an outstanding loan of nine ninety million, uh, so you have to pay that off, and then I think he comes away with like two hundred eighty million dollars in total, uh, in proceeds, and he he bought it back in two thousand sixteen for like one hundred eighteen million something like that, one hundred sixty million. That's nice. So he made in, in six years, made a quick hundred million dollars or one hundred fifty million dollars. Hell yeah! So not a bad gig for the guy, not a bad little turnaround. But apparently, I saw in I saw in the um, in the article. Which I was surprised by because this is the whole reason he was brought on, uh, they MSG had run out of funds to be able to let them expand. He they just did not have the money to go say, hey, listen. I'm sure they had the money; it's probably sourced elsewhere. But as far as like the Tau Group, you know, portion, they did not have the money to allow them to keep expanding. So that's he's like,
0: I just don't. And he had you're the surprise that you figured that James Dolan would have the money. I figured, yeah, I figured he'd have it. Maybe he just didn't want to because he has that. Well, he was. Project. He, isn't he? First, of all, I think. It, his dad was the, was the rich guy. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Cablevision. And Cablevision is a big one, but it's not. It's not. You know, yeah, he owns, it's not he owns not, the it's Knicks. Not Amazon.
1: No, but he owns the Knicks now. He owns, Rocket, he owns Radio City. He owns a ton of stuff now. That, that I know. portfolio is huge. And what you do is you just leverage the portfolio. You mm. just say, hey, listen, I have $5 billion in assets. Give me five hundred million. Why do, think, why do you think? Why do you think he
2: bought Tao? Do you think he was just like I like EDM music and modern Americanized Chinese food? So I've heard a lot about James <laughs> yeah, Dolan. Apparently, he's a bi- <laughs> apparently he's a big partier.
1: Uh, so <laughs> I would on, imagine. I'm, see, yeah. I'm right on track, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would imagine there's is twofold to it, but apparently he became a bigger partier in his later in life, like in this part of his life. <laughs> so I James would imagine- Dolan's just- <laughs>
0: son came to one of my seminars. <laughs> Practically owned the Knicks yeah pretty much Sean's got a piece
1: but regardless interesting deal happy to be able to you know not uh theoretically put it behind us well, but it was a deal that I I was hopeful to get and would have I if I had pulled that off it would have been like I it would have been headlines everywhere like, who the fuck is this guy which you know, I was crazy is hear. there probably wouldn't have been headlines anywhere there would probably be like a story I mean, it's, here it, like, if it's like headlines the- for the Poker Stars guys, it's definitely going to be headlines for who who the hell is this guy? I guarantee it's headlines. Nah, probably well, not. No, I agree.
2: I agree with. <laughs> I agree with Pat. Is like part of the and we talked about this when you were telling me about it the first time. Is like there's yeah. a vanity to doing the deal. It's like, hey, I'm a big name doing deals with big names. It's like that's that's part of hmm. that business world. That you know, and I think it's a great story arc for business. Pat is like, hey, I was swimming in the in the pool and I, it was adult swim and they they threw me out. But that's the story arc. So. <laughs> Next yeah. time a big deal comes around, and as you keep growing, like that's something you could look back to. Is like, hey, I was at the table talking to people for this deal, and then five years from now, when you get your big-ass billion-dollar deal, it's part of your story arc. And if yeah. you get
0: Goldman again, they'll see your name come up, and you're like, like this, this freaking guy <laughs> Yeah. Well, the
2: thing is, the best I think the,
1: the most beneficial thing that came out of that Goldman meeting was a, it was a good relationship. Obviously, it seemed it's not lying it was a good relationship because the guy does want to meet and have dinner with me now. And now you know he does. That's what he does. He sells assets. People hire him to sell their their high profile assets. And I just you know you play the 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 human psychology game of would this guy spent waste his time sitting down with someone he didn't think was someone he could use for later on, like a network guy. Be like, all right, this guy's in my network. He might he might have a profile and be like, all right, I think Pat is probably more aligned with the twenty to forty million dollar deals. Right. We're not going to pitch him the two hundred million ones yet, right? But now I'm in this guy's network, and there might be a deal that comes by that maybe is like you said, TiVo. Maybe there is a two hundred million dollar deal that no one's biting on. Like, let's get Patagon. He, th- he said he could do Tao. Let's see if he can. Let's see if he's interested in something like this. Or a two
2: hundred million dollar deal that isn't James Dolan and New York Knicks and yes. MSG. It's it's some guy yes. down in the Bayou who nobody knows yes. and just wants. Exactly. to off it's him. It's,
1: a, it's a hospitality group right. that no one talks about. Right. right, it's just uh yeah they have a ton of assets, but it's. It's not James Dolan and Tau Group.
2: Exactly. And I'm sure the exactly. Goldman Sachs guy's a big fan of the show, so he just wants to get dinner with Huge you. Fan. And... Huge That's
0: fan. Huge a... fan. He told Let's me get all about special. it. Let's get him one of the, uh, the little pint glasses or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, instead of bars you didn't buy, uh, I see on the notes here you have an announcement for us.
1: Yes, I can't tell you what bar it is, though. Ah, No, I can't tell you what bar it is. Can yet. we get a state? It's a New Jersey. Can we get it's a town? A New Jersey. It's, I can't <laughs> give so you a the town.
2: Hoboken <laughs> Mafia back again? <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> But yeah, it's and I it came out of nowhere. I you know it, all of a sudden it just popped up and I bid on it and uh, came to agreement last night uh, at dinner. So oh wow, yeah. So it was I like sh- I don't think I had told Sean about until this morning. Like it happened all in the last week. And all of a sudden, literally, you know, on this part of the show notes, it's is it yeah? It's this past week, right? It's called this past week, and it, this literally happened all in the last four days. Actually, no, not even it happened in the last forty-eight hours. I got a call I said, hey, listen, this is what's going on. Do you want it? And I said, yes. Last night, like last time we went to dinner, I said, yeah, I'll do it. And so now it's, it's a go. So interesting enough, continue, continue. I did. It's not quite the tau valuation. Mm. <laughs> but it's, mm. it's, it is adding to the portfolio and slowly continue uh, to raise that up. But that's all I have for you at that part. Talking about big uh, news stories and high-profile things. I, I have to imagine that both of you have seen this Bud Light stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> is, Sean, is Sean frozen or is he just... No. He, you haven't seen any of the Bud Light stuff, Sean? No. What good are you? Why do you live in existence? How do you not have seen this? Do you Have you lived in the last week? Two weeks? Yes. This is outrageous. All right, okay, let me give you a little background now before he sh- This is a funny video that I want you to react to, Sean but, and TiVo, but Bud Light has brought on a... A, a face, a new face of the of the of the company, theoretically, and it is a a trans woman. She is was once a man, now uh, a woman. She's apparently huge on TikTok. I have never seen her up until now, but don't, don't lie, I really haven't. I have never seen her. We know what your and feet is huge. I, I, no, we're not going there. Um, <laughs> I know what his feet is, and it ain't that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Yeah, apparently she's huge. I don't know what kind of content she has made in order to become big, but she landed a deal with Bud Light, and it has gotten quite the reaction. Uh, There are some really funny (laughs) TikToks about it that I won't talk about, but this particular one, and this is kind of dives into the what. So people are just not happy. Like it's controversial that she's. It's controversial. It's it's controversial. Yes, they you know Bud Light. If you talk about the business side of it, which we can get into, which is you Mm -hmm. know. They gotta have like eighty five, eighty five to ninety percent of their market is gonna be guys drinking this, uh, and it's beer true. drinkers. You know, it, it seemed odd. Honestly, I understand. I guess what they're kind of going for, but it seemed odd. It doesn't seem like their, their their direct market is who they should be, who they're going after. But hey, what do I know? But anyway, you know, you talk about the political world, and me and Sean have talked about the political world quite a bit on the show, and how it's just such a weird world, and how like if one person says one thing, or like if Donald Trump says one thing. The Trumpies love him. But if Obama, and the Obama, you know, the Democrats hate what he said. But if Obama said the exact same thing Trump said, the, everyone in the Democrats love it. It's, it's, it's just a unique world in politics. So that's the background to this video. Tebow, play the video. I'd love, just want to, I want you guys to react to this.
2: Yeah, well, and just to build on that, what everybody was saying was, like, so this video drops, Sean, and then, like, Kid Rock buys, like, a pallet of Bud Light, puts it in his backyard, and then lights it up with an AK-47, and is, like, you know, never drinking Bud Light again, and there's a lot of right, backlash so from the The context is
0: that they, they, yes. they hired a spokesperson who is trans, and that is just the uh, incubator of chaos. Correct. All right, Tiba let's react to the video. I just wanted to
1: give that, that little bit of context of how two sides – see things completely different, but they're all the same.
2: Go ahead.
0: You far right beer drinkers are so upset about this can.
2: I don't drink beer, so I really don't give a shit, but you're right, it's crazy. It's crazy that these uh, people got so mad about a, a man dressed as a woman on a beer can. Yeah, it's like an Indian on a stick of butter or a guy on a box of rice or a woman. On a bottle of syrup, or another guy on a big jar of oats—it's crazy. I know. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. So it's interesting because you know they—you know—the left side and, and liberals had gone on that canceling train of canceling all these you know figures on these on these you know. It was, um, Aunt Jemima on the syrup. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, Lando Lakes, right? It was the it was the oh, Indian so on... that's
0: what he's saying. He's, yes. were they trying to cancel those people? The Quaker, Ro- so, who the hell's trying to cancel the Quaker Oats guy?
1: I don't know, like a but nice they guy? Did, they did go on a, on a tear of trying to cancel and say this is not right, all this stuff, blah 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 blah. And it's interesting now they're saying, well, why do you guys even care about if there's a trans woman on these things? And it's like, well, you guys just for the last two years cared about this stuff. And so it was like, it was an interesting, I saw it this morning and I was like, this is an interesting way of, you know, I didn't think of this, but it was an interesting way to say, like, you know, like I said, you know, the right says something and now they, uh, the left hates it. The left says that exact same thing and the right hates it. Like it's, 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 it's it's crazy to me how some uh, people don't see through a lot of this stuff, but it's such a unique, you know, not unique, but it's, yeah, it's, it's so outlandish that people just don't see like oh how can you how can you just have both sides of the coin you can't it's impossible <laughs> in this political world but people constantly try to do it but people buy it. Know this was coming i don't know everyone thinks the ceo is getting fired ceo i think dude
2: this mad is mad like high, how do you
0: not know that's gonna happen He's a smart guy or gal. I don't know. He doesn't.
2: The CEO doesn't know that that ad's going out, but you have high up marketing people that are running ad campaigns that the CEO did not know. No no way. No, I disagree. There's no way. That is so controversial. That's not. It wasn't a national ad. This is just like an advertising social media influencer campaign through her account. But it's on the can. Yeah, but that was specific for her. They're not selling that can out in public.
0: Oh, they're not? No. No. Oh, they just gave her, like, a specific can?
2: Right, but she has so much reach that it caught fire on social media. This isn't, like, some national commercial
0: like the Clydesdale. Oh, guys. I thought I thought she was, like, on, no, this, like, so this is millions the social, of cans.
2: This is an influencer outreach program for her to promote Bud Light on her channel. But... Obviously, she has a big following, and it's social media, and everybody's like, "Oh, what's this Bud Light?" And it snowballed into what it is now. The CEO is not signing off on the tranny okay. influencer
0: doing a little TikTok. Um, I thought I literally thought this was like some like big marketing campaign. No, she's gonna, no, no, no. They're gonna they're printing millions of cans. No, so face they on.
2: interviewed they interviewed the person, the marketing person who was running this thing, and she's just caught in like the I'm trying to do what's socially like getting me brownie points. I think is what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, the the obviously, I guess I agree with you, Sean.
1: I think TiVo agrees with you too. If this was like the the sp- new spokesperson that's going to be on the, all the cans, yes, CEO signing off on it. Mm-hmm. But not, you know, like I, I for example, I just got reached out to by a company that I have tried to work with in the past. It Seems like they want to work together again. Uh, and but I'm friendly with the chief marketing officer, and I was like, why didn't he call me? And I was just talking to some of my my, my people, my associates in like in this world, and they're like, he doesn't even know this is happening yet. Like, this is not a thing that he is concerned about. So similar similar type of thing. However, the backlash has been terrible. Kevin O'Leary has been on, on like, on all these CNBC shows and all that stuff. Is, he, about is it. he out on it? Uh, he's out on the business side of it. Saying this doesn't make – like, as far as, like – he doesn't care that a trans woman is a part of this. He just said, well, your market, why why are you going You're alienating like, that's your, your base. It's crazy. Yeah, like, your market is, like, these people and – you might agree or disagree with what the majority of those people uh, you know view, but like why would you do this? It doesn't make it doesn't ma- it doesn't make marketing sense. You know, you know you, we know in the marketing game. You never a bottom really tra- line, do you think it's helpful or hurtful? I think it's hurtful. Oh, it's hurtful. I think it's getting, I think you're getting you getting
2: You got you got Kid Rock lighting up a pallet of Bud Light on AK-47s like Ooh.
1: And I think that uh, you got to you, because your 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 argument would be, well, okay. Well, the trans community and the community that she hits I don't think, at least not in the long term, they're just going to drink Bud Lights to support them. No, I think because that's what you're saying. Like you would say, oh well, no, no, we're just going to, you know, we're aggressively supporting Bud Light now. I that's just probably not their drink of choice. You know, that's not what they, I don't know if that's what they're drinking.
2: But it'll you know, blow. That, it'll blow a, over too. Yeah, a lot of people definitely blow over. Bud Light.
0: But uh, I, I just wonder in terms of like, and it's impossible to calculate this, but how over the long haul. Do you measure being in the public eye like this and the media attention that it, that it garners for free for the company? Um, you know, obviously, like I remember, I think it was like COVID, Black Lives Matter time, didn't Nike get into some trouble with something they were saying or some billboards they put up or something? I don't remember. And I remember it took a, their stock price took a big hit. I, I assume Nike sees none of that trouble. Whatsoever on their stock price or we don't market remember cap it, so. or whatever, <laughs> I know. But it was really big. I remember it was it was big at the time. I think you know what I think. I think they were doing like supportive ads of you know LGBTQ, African Americans, like all. I think they were doing ads supporting that, and the right wing came out and they were like, "Screw you guys for doing that." And the stock price took a dip. But like I, you know, they always say like, "No press is bad press," and and some of the marketing gurus that I come from uh, talk about polar polarity you know popularizing polarity and, and controversy uh, I definitely see where you're coming from where it's like polarity but skew it towards the people that are going to buy your stuff yeah. and they did the opposite yeah. uh, I don't know it's interesting if it's just like a little marketing associate like tasked with going out and finding influencers and it just blew up in her face uh, I, so the only the, the counter
1: the only thing I have that I could I kind of c- understand why Budweiser would do this was from a bar guy And, you know, TiVo, you like to go to bars. Sean doesn't. But so you can see this. Like, from a bar perspective, like when in back in the Cadillac Cantina days, it was one of the bars that I actually own now, 80 River. But back in those days, when I was a customer going out, like when I was, so it was about 10 years ago, everyone, every gentleman in the bar was holding a Bud Light. Mm -hmm. Bud Light, Miller Light, you know, of course, they're holding one of those beers. Now, hardly anybody is. It's It's all, you know, seltzers and all that stuff. Now, I understand, like, when I go out um, to Nashville, it's much more beer-heavy. That's more of a beer-drinking place. seems like it depends on the place in the country. But at least in my little world here, in Hoboken, New Jersey, you know, it supposedly still holds the title of uh, most bars per capita in um, uh, across the country. So it still is a, a you know, a good little, little test market. It's, you know, Bud Light, we don't order nearly as much Bud Light as we used to in any of the locations. So... I could see them getting hit, seeing those hits on the seltzer market. They're coming out with their own seltzers. To, so they have the neutral lights right now, which is, they're, you know, they're getting up at the time. So I'm sure they're not getting hit all that hard in, in total. Uh, but I'm sure Bud Light has been hit hard. That particular brand has been hit hard in certain markets because people are, are choosing seltzers over them now. And I wonder if this was, like, in a way to kind of see if they can get hit, start hitting a new demographic. That might be more interested in beers because Bud Light's been hit so hard. Uh, I that that was the only thing I could think of as way of, of a reason why they might transition, you know, their co- some of their core stuff. And again, they may never have seen this getting this crazy. Like they're just kind of testing right. the That's waters in I this in this demo. Just snowball like, on this, them, yeah. Let's see how this goes, and all of a sudden it went bananas. And now their stock price is getting hit. You know, Kevin O'Leary's talking about them.
2: Dude, their stock price took like a five percent dip, but it bought it got it filled the gap. It filled the the gap. Yeah, it filled the gap, so
1: yeah so it, it, you obviously always have the rebound because the people like the investors in the world are going to be like we well
2: live, this, this We live we live in a 24-hour news cycle sometimes even less and like it's it was it was a fun thing to to jump on board it's a hot topic and then celebrities get involved and it's mm-hmm. it just it snowballed but I, yes. I don't think like it's not the end of Bud Light but No it's, certainly not and an, it will, I think it's yeah. an interesting case study for advertising is like you know I would agree with that I would
1: and did you see their what they came out with right afterwards to, to try to come back? <laughs> no. Oh, They put out a commercial almost immediately. Oh, the Clydesdale. The, the Clydesdale. Clydesdales, American the U.S. Flag. Army, like, go America. <laughs> America.
0: Yeah, it was immediate. It was I know immediate. A guy, I know a guy who, uh, who's, like, in the like, marketing business. Like, he sells marketing services. And he said his most successful headline of all time was, How to Succeed in Business Without a Penis. <laughs> oh, he was, wow. and he was, he was marketing to <laughs> to women, obviously, obviously. Like ex- executive like women who were in business, and he said it, that, that headline absolutely crushed.
2: Ah,
1: I'm not, it, that but it's like bad. like that. that That's you.
0: controversial.
1: Yeah, certainly grabs you.
0: I was actually just talking the other day
1: with uh, uh, a business, you know, associate of mine, and he was talking about how he's trying to get his daughters to play golf because he, you know, there still is to this day. Golf. Yeah, a lot of business gets done on the golf course. One of the reasons I joined Bayonne uh, co- uh, Golf Club here in uh, New Jersey was because it's walking only. It's a great workout, but walking only. And I know that I, if I take a, someone out there that I want to kind of network and build a relationship with, I'm gonna have like three and a half to four and a half hours with this person. Mm-hmm. It's not a golf cart where I'm gonna be. Oh, I'll drop you off. You know, we have quick. You know, a minute in the golf cart together, and then we're going. Like. I hit a golf ball. He hits a golf ball, and they were walking together the entire hole. So it was a great way to do it. And He was talking about it. he's like I'm trying to get my daughters to play, so they can get out there and they can be a part of this instead of you know participate in these outings, participate in you know when we're playing golf, getting invited to go along with your male counterparts, so you can make those same deals instead of being left behind, uh, which was an interesting little thing as well. Trying to trying to get people to do certain things, uh, it reminded me of that. You know how to succeed without a penis. (laughs) It's it's a
0: great headline, honestly. I would have read it. Uh, Oh yeah, you're like, what the hell is this guy saying? Yeah, Yeah. we'll see see how that that one does on YouTube Shorts. (laughs) Hey, Hey, I'll post that one. Yeah, how to succeed in business without a penis. Listen, next piece of the content. (laughs) Um. Anyway, moving on. Um.
1: Recently, Sean and I, I talked to you about this. We'll talk about two different things here, depending on our time. Uh, but recently, I had uh, someone reach out to me about someone in my circle talking shit about me, and this happens a lot. You hear it about it a lot. People, you know, say things. I mean, everyone. Not sh- you know, I, we, I was actually talking with our good friend Brian O'Connor the uh, the other day, and he was. We were sitting there at a bar one day, and he was like you know, I wonder how much shit these people talk about you, Pat. And we both started laughing. It's like it's got to be endless. There's no way that my employees like me, even though I don't really even interact with them all that much because, you know, we have Brandon as the COO kind of operate the locations. I'm kind of out there trying to make, you know, buy more locations. But inevitably, I'm sure I do things like they, that they don't like and think that there's certain things coming from me when it's not. But regardless of all that, someone, this is actually an associate of mine, not a, an employee, talking shit about me. And it got back to me and – it was interestingly enough, you know, a lot of times I saw David Goggins quote on TikTok saying how you'll never have a hater in your life that's above you. And that, that got you thinking. I always think that, you know, when people are talking, people don't talk shit about people that are meaningless. Like, you know, if you have haters, you got to be doing something right because you're, you're coming up on people's radars. The and, lion doesn't care about the opinion of the sheep. Of course. Uh, and the the sheep doesn't really probably think about the lion except for, please don't eat me
0: uh, but the the sheep and the lion should not be in the same area
1: <laughs> no, not many sheep run around the Sahara, but
0: there's <laughs> not a lot of lions running around the Sahara either you're thinking of the Serengeti
1: <laughs> okay whatever it doesn't matter anyway moving on there's the there's this this thought process that at least what I think is that. You know, people oftentimes talk shit to make themselves feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. And when they're talking about me, and specifically, like, let's say, with in a group setting, obviously, they're trying to find people to agree with them and be like, okay, you know, no, okay, you know, no, this person isn't a threat. Never mind. You know, these guys, they, they th- feel the same way. Meanwhile, you're just kind of talking in an echo chamber because everyone has that same feeling, and everyone's going to agree with you because they all want to feel better about themselves. So it's just like a circular event mm-hmm. of... I'm going to say this and hoping people agree with me, not realizing that everyone's thinking the exact same thing you're thinking and thinking this so-and-so is a threat to them. So they're going to be like, yeah, I agree. And that guy's yeah, I agree, yeah, I agree. You're not really getting any unique opinions and actually knowing if this person's a threat to you. You're just kind of talking to yourself almost. And uh, me and Sean have talked about this with with other people and how talking shit makes people feel better about themselves. But I know, Sean, you study neuroscience quite a bit, so I'm curious – I don't, know if there, I don't know if there's a chapter in your neuroscience books that you read called Talking Shit, but I'm sure you have an opinion on this.
0: Well, I think fundamentally it's just the, you know, you get the dopamine hit, you know, right away of, you know, I, I say this thing. you know, It's like having a piece of candy, you know. It makes you feel better. It gives you that quick dopamine hit and and you start, you know you know feeling better i think it's more of like a psychology question than it is like a physical neuroscience deal you know for me it's always you know we look at you know when we are addressing stuff like that it's to me i'm, I'm i feel like everybody's like faced with two different decisions uh, and it is like the easy way or the hard way it's like how do i become like a better person how do i become you know how do i like rise up uh, and go through this, the challenges to improve myself or how do I you know convince myself that it's okay to stay where I am you know it's it's human nature to want to stay where you are. It's human nature to not go through the hard stuff it's human nature to. Yeah, you know, the the brain and the body is literally programmed uh, to take the path of least resistance. So you know, and that's why you see so few people like really rise up, become like ultra successful, ultra wealthy. You know, run really good businesses and all of the all of the aspects of life and the activities of life that pit those two things up against each other: the easy road and the hard road, and 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 put you in a little bit of a cauldron to de- to determine who has what it takes and who doesn't. Sports, business, two great, great like uh, you know, two great. Op- uh, options that sh- to really show it. Like you think about pitching, right? Like you're on the mound, like who's real, you can throw the ball, but can you throw the ball under those circumstances? Business? can you build a business? Can you like stand, look in the mirror and like go through those tough times? Uh, and you know, for me, it's always about like those two decisions. Like, you know, the people who talk shit are the people who are trying to convince themselves that being where they are is okay. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, I, and I'm not great at it, but I, I am actively trying to not talk shit about anybody. Uh, because I just don't want to be that person. I don't like it. My, one of my roommates in college, I never heard him say a bad word about anybody. I respected the hell out of him for it. Uh, and I just wanted to be, I want to rise up. I want to be better than that. Uh, and that to me is more of the, you know, the science side of it. Is It's like psychological, less so the physical neuroscience pathways. You could talk about it a little bit, but it's, I think it's more psych, psych stuff.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, you're just thinking in your own world, like, the people on my mind are the people above me. Like I don't think about anybody that, and I'm not going to say any p- specific positions or anything, but I, I'm not saying that, hmm, how do I phrase this? Like the people that are in my world that work for me, right? And they're doing their thing. They're trying to move up in the world They're You know, whatever it is they, they're trying to do. Like I don't really rarely think of those people. Like unless you're in my like immediate circle, like TiVo, you, you know Brandon, you know some of my investor, you know investors, unless you're really in my immediate circle, I really don't think about you. Uh, I don't, I I have no idea like what the bartenders are doing. I don't know anything about that, and not that they're below me so to speak, but it's just not relevant to me. But the people like that I'm aspiring to be theoretically above you. I'm t- I'm trying to, I'm trying to mimic them at times like I'm trying to do what they're doing like I'm like how did you get in this meeting how did I not get in this meeting like there's so much more there and again it goes back to that quote that I see with David Goggins I was like well do I do I hate on people I'm sure I do to an extent well I think
0: a lot of it is is you 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 talk like so for example somebody maybe on your level or comparable gets like let's say another investor from Hoboken you know bought the Tau Group like they let him under the table like that would instantly uh you know set off an avalanche of you shit talking that person this is that guy are you kidding me this guy this guy owns the worst bar in town what is what the hell does this guy know about this stuff Mm -hmm. uh and like that would 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 set it off you know something where it's like you're comparing yourself to this other person or uh now it's now it's a uh like it's an internal battle like you position i'm the i'm this guy you're not this guy i'm this guy and now it's like, now you're like, you have like an identity crisis of I have to, I have to in, ensure that everybody around me and myself specifically believe that I am like I'm upholding that identity that you hold for yourself.
1: Yeah. No, that, I would certainly talk shit about that person. Uh, yeah, that no guy sucks. You've got to be kidding me. You know, you know this part, you've been in this place, but terrible. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that would, you're right. I, I, you have that like character. And kind of like what we were talking about, we can transition to this a little bit. That main character energy is like there's this there's this thing, TiVo, and I don't know if I've ever told you about this, but there's like a a a playlist that I, I play. Sean taught me it back in the day, and uh, it's like like orchestras or you know whatever it is. It's uh, it's called Hans, movie scores. Yes, guy Hans Zimmer. And he, there's a few others on there,
0: like John Williams. John Williams, John Williams, very popular. Yeah, Klaus. So, okay. <laughs>
1: uh, so there are a few there, but it like, like in the movie, you hear the music in the background, like, and you talk about scary movies. You always know when, when there possibly is a moment that you're going to jump at because they have the scary music in the background. But you never listen to the scary music outside of the movie. I, Sean had shown me some of these things. Uh, one of my favorite ones is Time by Hans Zimmer, which is from Inception. It is
0: the f- number one.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like, you walk around. I'm a city guy. You walk around New York City in the city or you walk around the Hoboken waterfront at night with Gotham. Time by Hans Zimmer playing. You feel like you are about to make the biggest, whatever it is that you want. I do. I feel like I'm about to make the biggest deal of a lifetime, yeah. even though I'm, I'm just walking around with a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel as though there's a camera crew following you. Yeah. And you are the guy, like you are making this happen. And you, you, everyone, you know, often refers to this as main character energy. And you feel that way. You feel as though, like every, this whole movie is about you. Like this, everyone in your life. When I was a child, I wasn't completely convinced that I was the only human and that everyone else were robots. That was a real thing that went through my mind when I was like five years old. But in this kind, I compare it to this because you almost feel as though, like. Everyone is here in your movie. You're Leonardo DiCaprio, and you're doing whatever it is you're doing. And everyone else here are extras. Some people are good s- supporting ca- uh, characters, <laughs> but everyone else is here are like extras. And you just feel that way, and it makes you feel like you are like the guy or the woman, whoever, whatever you are. It makes you feel that way, and that's just like it's such a cool experience. And again, Sean, I'm sure we'll dive a little bit deeper into the science behind it, but it is. It's such a cool like feeling. And I I suggest to anybody to go and, and look up some of these things and some of these um, some of these yeah, songs
0: because it's so cool. Basically what it is is these these composers, these score composers, they they are tasked, their whole job is to amplify the emotion that the film writers are trying to evoke out of the the viewer as they're watching the movie so you think about home alone uh i think it's john williams who did the home alone one soundtrack and one of the i think the last song on the soundtrack is called like mom returns merry christmas or something and everybody can see like the snow falling through the windows and he he walks down he sees the christmas tree and you know the mom comes home kevin uh, great Right? Like, and everybody's like a really wholesome feeling. And the music, that composer, his job is to make that, make, like, amplify the emotion that the person is feeling as they watch this movie. But what's cool and what's really important, you know, in in life, like emotional control is, is so big. You go into a meeting and you're really nervous and you, you know, you're hard to, you know, hard to, you know, get yourself in the right position to really be confident about the deal. It's all about, it really is all about how you feel. But what's cool about this is you can just go on Apple Music or Spotify, download these songs, mix them up however you want, and you can, like, this music is working while you just sit there listening to it to pull out that emotion. So do you want to be confident? Do you want to be grateful? Do you want to feel cheery and happy? Do you want to be nervous? Like, whatever it is that you're trying to go for, you just find those songs and it puts you into that state. So, you, you know, you start walking down the street listening to Time by Hans Zimmer, all of a sudden, like it's not like I'm walking down the street in my own little life. It's I'm walking down the street in a Quentin Tarantino movie. uh, And it's me. It's I'm watching the movie through my own eyes and I'm feeling that thing. So what's to me, what's so incredibly important is like when I go sit down and do my work or you go into a meeting, Patrick, you do these things like, I say to myself, like, how do I want to feel? Like, what kind of person do I want to be while as I go through this work? And if I want to be confident, I want to feel like the freaking man. Do I want to be? Do I want to be the person that I dream of becoming? That's the person I want doing the work. I just curate it up. I listen to it every morning. I've been listening to King of Pride Rock, Hans Zimmer, and Lebo M from uh, from The Lion King, the newer version. Uh, And I every morning I wake up making coffee. I feel like. God, it's like George Clooney making my coffee, uh, and like that's what it's just so important uh, to be able to control that. And there's these little tweaks and things that you can do to uh, to help yourself go through that.
1: Yeah, I I think it is. It's such a unique thing. I remember when I was playing baseball and I was struggling towards the end of my career. Uh, Don, or uh, the guy that does the sports psychology over at Boris, had suggested that I go back and I go back to like 2009. Or no, yeah, 2009 when I graduated high school. And try to remember the songs you were listening to at that time, and make a playlist. And I did, and it's interesting. I still have the playlist, I think. But it was it was interesting to listen to those music. He's like he's like you're gonna it's immediately gonna make you remember those times, and it's not going to make you that person again, but it kind of will. Like you'll you'll be you'll remember those. You'll remember being at you know CBA and, and going to pitch and like walking on the field. I remember my senior. I never lost in high school. I was twenty and oh my career. And I often remember my my senior year where I didn't pitch that well, but I'd already beat the team before I'd gotten out there because of who I was. Like, although the teams were always getting up for our games because we were the we ended up being the best team in the state. It was like I had never lost. No one had ever beaten me. So, like, I often would get away with things that I'm like, wow, that I can't believe that I got away with that. Like, you you do things, but it was always because the team was just, like, assumed they were going to lose because I had never lost. And then you, you try to pull that out of you, that vibe of you, again, when I'm pitching for the Red Sox now, go on to the mound as if you had already beaten that team because everyone knows who you are. Now, obviously, you know that. You know you haven't proven yourself at the big league level yet, so it's not the easiest
0: thing to do in the world. But it's well, like Well, and that's to... the thing. It's like one of the – and you being in the big leagues, I think that's that was what was most, you know – Jarring to me was that so many of those guys could overcome that circumstance mentally, uh, and they did act as if they were still on the mound in high school, uh, and some of them had no right to do so. Uh, you know, like they they were not good enough to 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 uh, to like you know to behave that way and mentally be there. But a lot of these guys who I tell the story of how I watch Zach grinky sit Indian style uh, behind the mound during a spring training game. I was like, who the hell does that, right? Maybe somebody in high school does that. But in his mind, he's, like, still there. And you just see them, like, overcome those circumstances. And, like, that's that's the thing. And when you're at those levels, you see guys. In the NBA, I saw guys like that all the time.
1: Yeah. I was telling a story uh, the, dinner the other night. And they were to me about, like, why didn't they like, su- succeed at all that stuff. I always give one example. Like, my game against the Reds, against the Angels, the Red Sox, you know, the Christian Vasquez, <clears throat> the catcher. He caught me in spring training. For the reason, he really loved my slider. My slider was dog shit. He didn't like my splitter, which was arguably one of the better splitters in baseball. And the backup catcher, Ryan Hannigan, or Hanniger, Han- Hannigan, Hannigan. Hannigan, 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 loved my splitter. And one of the reasons I was in the big leagues is because this guy talked so well about me. So I look back sometimes, like, There is some luck involved. Like if I had Ryan Hannigan, I think my outing probably goes a little bit better because he still would have leaned on that pitch, even though the first time I threw it, I hit Mike Trout. He would still realize, okay, this is still his best pitch. So it was, you know, that would have certainly helped turn that game around a little bit for me. But the example I give is you put Pedro Martinez in the same position as that I was in, same thing, rookie, first time up, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't care that Vasquez is calling Slider. If he wants to throw something else because that's who he is, he's throwing something else. And, like, there's an element to that of, you know, rookies don't shake guys in the big leagues. You know, you go up there and you do what you're told. And the guys who have main character energy don't do what they're told. They do what they yeah. want to do. Yeah. And so I often look back at that and been like, you know, if I had that kind of attitude, my whole career from high school to through the big leagues, it was always – you know, you get up there, you, you're polite, you do you, you know, do a thing, and then you, you prove yourself on the mound, and then you can go become the main character. And then, I never got to that point in the big leagues. I got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm here. I never really have to prove myself, and I'm still trying to, so I'm just kind of following orders and all that stuff, and eventually become that. Oftentimes, guys, especially at the highest level, get up there and say, no, no, I am the fucking guy. That's why oh, I'm God. here, and I'm just going to go do what I do. And those are the guys, in my opinion, that become kind of you know Hall of Famers. Yep. You know, Mookie Betts got up to the big leagues and was like, "Yeah, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm fucking amazing. Like, I don't, know <laughs> you t- I don't, know. I'm just going to do whatever it is that I want to do, and that's what he does. He's, he's and I think this is
0: why a lot of these b- baseball guys, athletes, celebrities, business people, they come off as quote dicks, like jerks, because like they're they have the th- their mind just operates in a different level, and they're not going to entertain certain things like. Like they're like you coming up to them on the street for an autograph or a picture. It's not like you and I, like where someone's like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that you're coming up to me. This is so cool. Like, of course, I'll be happy to take a picture. It's just a second out of my day, you know, where these guys, it's it's just just a completely different feeling. It's a different mindset. It's a completely different person. Uh, And it's like, those are the things. And when you translate it directly to business where these, you know, these guys go into these big meetings, what I found to be so incredible about life in any, in any factor, coaching, uh, relationships, business, it's the person who's most certain. Is who gets their way. It's in sales, it's whoever's more certain that they're going to close the sale, or they're not going to close the sale is, or they're not going to buy. Those that's the person who's going to get it. In relationships, you know, you look at the the people who are wear the pants versus don't wear the pants. Whoever's whoever wears the pants is the person who's most certain about most things, uh, and that's the game. You know, like that it's is... that certainty, and if you can, you can trigger the certainty. And that's that's really what we're trying to say. It's like that a guy I don't remember his name from Barstool. Uh but he's like uh
1: he was an intern. I think he's not even, it can't be anymore. He's been it feels like it feels like he's been there forever, but he has the the line test on TikTok. Oh, Jack yeah, Mac? Yeah, Dude, yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. Jack Mac's a legend. Yeah, like it's uh, you know whoever if you're leaning into leaning to the person inside the for the picture
2: you don't wear the pants you're not the, you're not the main <laughs> character of this of this w- relationship. Will Smith is like, <laughs> no, he's the per- Jack Max the perfect example of somebody that came in and over the years that he's been there found his lane believed in what he wanted to do and just kept going and he's blown up blown
1: yeah up. he's great I I I've met him I think once or twice uh, at the office back in the day when I used to go to
2: the office and uh, uh really, no, I, i've and always enjoyed backs, time talk about a guy that backs down for nobody man he's so nobody to talk to and argue with and he's just great he's a legend yeah yeah
1: great stuff <laughs> but main character energy if you can find it i talked to sean about the other day i was in a meeting with someone who i believe to be above me and just the way i was sitting was help was helpful to me to talk in a more intelligent and in a more hey i'm the guy type manner uh, well, with so that energy, arm-
2: though, and I think with sports, I, I agree with everything we've said, but you might follow that and think that you're going to this destination, destination A, but that doesn't mean you're going to get there because there's people above you that'll be like, ah, I don't want to deal with this energy, fuck you, send you on your way. <laughs> but if, if, you, if you truly believe in it and you keep following what you believe in, you know. Well, you got to back just- it up. You right, know? right. No, but if you do back it up and you do have the skill set, I think sometimes people might think they want to be somewhere and they end up somewhere else. And e- it might be even more successful than they imagined, but it's not at the place. It's like a team. You might think you might want to be the number one guy on the Red Sox. You end up the number one guy on the Braves. But if you win the World Series, <laughs> like you're still a champion in your mind. Yes. Not- and, and the more you rise. The more main characters you're
1: gonna
0: run into, so yeah. <laughs> they, they, they that's, that's a great. That's a great one. It's really true. That's yeah, ended on start, that. that you're, yeah, you're gonna
1: start running into some people that don't really want you there because they're the yeah. main characters. Now you're in their movie, motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah. How the fuck did I get here? Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, so true. Anyway, um, yeah. Great week. You know, great. Hope you guys have a great weekend. What's the weather like, guys, this weekend?
2: I don't know.
0: Weatherman, 60s. Yeah. I saw 60s. 60 60s. showers.
1: Chance of showers. Oh, chance of showers. That's no good. I thought it was supposed to be a beautiful weekend.
0: Yep. No, no, we're good. Only only
1: until Sunday. 70 degrees Saturday. 54 is the low, partly cloudy. Friday, tomorrow, 68. Beautiful sunshine. And then Sunday, 40% chance of rain here in the great state of New Jersey, in Hoboken, New Jersey. Guys, have a phenomenal weekend. Another show of Sorry We're Closed. Follow us on YouTube. Or it's me on YouTube. But go to TikTok. Go to um, the new Instagram. Follow us over there. Uh, And uh, until next time, guys, enjoy your weekend.
0: Sorry, we're closed.